It's the Out of Your League Modcast, presented by Great Iron Marks. And here are your hosts, Vivian and Milton. Oh, week eight is here, and we're kind of halfway there. At least in fantasy, for sure. But with, you know, 17 games, buys and all, I don't even know where we are in real life. Anyway, God, I despise <laughs> this non-symmetrical 17-week, uh, you know, 16 was better. It's just perfect. Oh. Uh, but wait, we have another episode full of drama, you know, we have more Russell Wilson uh, cringe moments going on. Uh, before we get started, I was just going through our power rankings that you put out last night, uh, Vivian, and big, big, big shout out to Ain't No Holotech Girl, aka Sarah Rothschild. Sam herself a rookie season, you know, like Dan Marino back in 1984. So, wow, ahead of the pack by 56 points. Using, you know, special sauce of Joe Burrow, Austin Eckler, Travis Kelsey, and the season's treasure hunt, uh, Josh Jacobs. So, uh, honorable mentions to Mitch's matchless team and Kailico Bandito. That's our own very own Kyle Thomas. So, congrats, guys, coming hot in second and third. So, Vivian, you're sporting cool hair. You're in enemy territory, a.k.a. Los Angeles. Hope you're holding up good down there. Yeah, you know, I can't complain. The weather is great. The only thing is I'm here in the electric office and there's not really any conference rooms. So we're just flying by the seat of our pants over here. Right. Just like my house. No privacy. Got to <laughs> do it. All right. Let's get started. Breaking news. All right, so this one is actually breaking news. This just yep. happened. <laughs> I was having my sandwich. Um, so breaking news, Jamar Chase is officially out on Monday night, and he is expected to go on the injury reserve. This is kind of wild because it came out of nowhere, and actually there was, um, there was a Reddit rumor that was posted, I think, early this morning. Or last night and then quickly deleted but um this unknown user on reddit had posted that their friend has a friend who works at an orthopedic hospital in cincinnati then said that jamar chase was in there today and that he's supposed to be out for some sort of reason um for the rest of the season with an injury and they said that they didn't know what the injury was at this point but they're waiting to hear back from their friend and they said obviously nothing had been reported yet, but expect the team to break the news later today. Do what you want with this information and Godspeed. So that was deleted very quickly after it was posted. And then boom, we got this breaking news. Um, I don't, I haven't seen anything, any details about it yet. It looks like it's some sort of hip injury. Um, that's what it was listed as for his um, did not practice today. So kind of wild kind of a bummer for the Bengals offense that's you know they've just gotten the ball rolling they're in a good groove so this sucks oh boy um okay so chargers update so it looks like mike williams also is expected to miss a minimum of four weeks so another wide receiver out of play um, Dan Campbell said that it will be at least another month before Jamison Williams returns to practice. So I think at this point you can count him out at least 
for the fantasy for fantasy purposes maybe not for real football but for fantasy purposes um i think it's kind of a wash unfortunately you know this guy's super talented but it doesn't really seem like he's making his way back on the field anytime soon to have any sort of fantasy relevance other than for playoffs and i don't know if you can depend depend on him you know coming into this offense with very limited practice and getting reps and you know chemistry with the team now ryan Tannehill did not practice yesterday with an ankle injury still um it looks like malik willis is getting the first team practice reps in today so the team said that even if Tannehill is good to go um malik it's still good to get malik some reps in case Tannehill does need to go out um, DK Metcalf did not practice yesterday. I think he is not expected to play this week. Saints injury report, Michael Thomas with a foot injury, Jarvis Landry with an ankle injury. Both did not practice yesterday. There was also no Adam Troutman and no Marshawn Lattimore. Now, Jarvis Landry is reported to have had a setback on that ankle, so I don't expect him to play. Michael Thomas, I think, still kind of iffy. Jameis Winston, still not 100%, so Andy Dalton is getting the start for Sunday's game. Uh, no practice for 49ers, Eric Armstead, or Demo, Debo Samuel yesterday or today. Um, the Debo one's a little bit concerning. He is has been dealing with a hamstring injury since um, the Sunday's game with the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, two players that I don't believe actually exist, Kenny Galladay did not practice, <laughs> And Kadarius Tony, we'll talk about him in a little bit here, but he did not practice I, yesterday either. Um, no Jahan Dotson at Commander's practice. He will not be playing in this week, the team has already said. No Chuba Hubbard for a second day in the row, row for the Panthers. He was seen in the locker room today with a boot on his left leg, so that's not looking good. Uh, Zeke Elliott did not practice yesterday or today due to a knee injury. He said he's not ready to rule himself out yet, but the reports are saying that he's not expected to play. Uh, Cowboys wide receiver Noah Brown also did not practice. Uh, Matt LaFleur says that he's not sure if Alan Lazard will miss this week's game with that shoulder injury. He did not practice yesterday, and neither did Aaron Rodgers with a thumb injury. Now, Lazard said that when he came down his shoulder in the third quarter on Sunday, he heard a snap, crackle, pop. He's not concerned about long-term, but he doesn't expect himself to play <laughs> um, in Buffalo. And then Christian Watson uh, returned to limited practice for the Packers. Now, Jalen Waddle looks like he was limited for the Dolphins practice yesterday, but I think he's okay today. Corey Davis with a knee injury for the Jets is, did not practice and is still considered day-to-day. TJ Watt practiced yesterday for the first mm. time for the Steelers. He will have 21 days to return from the IR. The Rams looks like uh, misreporting on Tuesday when McVay said they didn't know when they were going to do this, but they have officially designated Kyron Williams to return from the IR, while Daryl Henderson missed practice yesterday due to an illness. Uh, Darren Waller with the hamstring injury practiced in full yesterday, while Derek Carr with the back and Josh Jacobs with the foot were limited in practice. Devontae Adams, he was one of four Raiders to miss practice yesterday as well due to some sort of illness and was not seen at practice today. Mm -hmm. 
Amaron St. Brown limited at practice yesterday and today due to the concussion protocol, but DeAndre Swift did log a full practice yesterday and today, so he looks good to go for Sunday's game. There's no sign of TJ Hawkinson or Josh Reynolds yesterday. I think they were just um, getting some rest days. Uh, Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. boy. This guy is like a meme. Like the memes just write themselves. <laughs> so he says he's ready to roll this weekend. Um, they, you know, they're playing the London game. He mm -hmm. said he was working out four out of eight hours on the flight. Oh, said he was doing high knees up and down the aisles and stretching while everyone else was sleeping. For four hours of, out of the eight hour flight. Not only is this guy the Wolverine, now he also uh, says he doesn't get jet lag for his words. So uh, imagine being in that plane, all, you know, all the memes, like you said, memes or whatever you say in English are amazing. Uh, are you okay with this? Is this overachievement gross? Is it just me? Is it you? I don't know. It's, I just, it, it makes it real. you know, he says shit like this and he does shit like this. It makes it really tough to root for the guy, even, <laughs> you know, if he didn't play like on teams that I'm not a fan of. Like, can you just imagine how... I would be so mad if I was oh. a, a teammate trying to catch yeah. some sleep on the plane and homeboys over here running up and down the aisles. And, you know, he's like, I, I feel like he's like that guy. He's like, he's doing it and he'll like wake you up on accident. He'll be like, oh, oh, sorry, man. Like, didn't mean to wake you. And then just like keep doing it. And you're just like, dude, what, what are you doing? Like, I don't yeah. know. Rus Russell Wilson seems like the type of guy who claps when the plane lands. And those people, mm-mm. <laughs> That's a mm. no for me. <laughs> oh man. All right. Um, okay, so Cliff Kingsbury says that James Conner will be another game time decision this week. Um, wide receiver Rashad uh Rashad Bateman was a full participant at practice while Mark Andrews still did not practice, but he has a shot to go today. Um, both will be game time decisions, but Deshaun Jackson did not get elevated from the Ravens practice squad. So it seems like the team thinks Bateman will be good to go tonight. Mm -hmm. The Bucks ruled out um, Russell Gage and Cameron Bray, as well as defensive tackle Akeem Hicks. And then Julio Jones will be a game time decision. Now the Cardinals have signed kicker Rodrigo Blankenship to their 53-man yes. roster. Yep. <laughs> yes, the legend of Rodrigo's back. Uh, this is good news, actually. I like it. Finally, something heartwarming. Yeah, I mean, he definitely deserved to get the boot, but it's nice to see him get a second <laughs> chance. Um, and then it looks like Mac Jones, he took about 90% of the first team reps in practice yesterday and will also get the start on Sunday against the Jets. Okay, so he was out of there. Okay. <laughs> So that's it for the injury reports and practice news. So let's talk about some trades because we got mm. some breaking news this morning. Um, the Chiefs are trading for Kadarius Tony of all people. Oh, no. You mean the unicorn? Uh, so he's real after all? Uh, Vivian? I guess. Oh. I have I never seen this guy play in my life. I mean, I don't know if you have. I don't get all the hype. You know, Twitter's going wild. People are adding him in Yahoo. I get all these notifications. This guy does not exist, period. Yeah, when was the last time he played? Like week, did he play week two? I don't even know if he played week two, but this guy I, has not. I've never seen. Foot. 
on a field has not practiced like all season. I'm not really sh- this is a very strange signing. And the great thing is immediately after that news, he tweeted out that he is now healthy. <laughs> oh, now I get the memes. Memes. Yeah. Memes. He says he could be on the week on the field for week nine. So the Chiefs traded their conditional third round pick in the six to the Giants. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> very, very interesting. Oh man. Um, Robert Sala says he doesn't know if Elijah Moore still wants to be traded. He, he said, and I quote, he's been fine. Is there a frustration? There probably is, but he's not quitting on anybody. He's not dogging it. He just wants to contribute. So I guess Elijah Moore is not going anywhere, especially with Corey Davis considered day-to-day for that team. Mm-hmm. Um, trade or rumors. So Chiefs, Packers, and Rams have co- contacted the Texans regarding trading for Brandon Cooks. Uh, nothing serious developed yet. I think, honestly, the worst landing spot of those three is undoubtedly the Rams. Like, the offense looks terrible. The O-line is trash. They spent up on Allen Robinson in the offseason to shore up their pass game. And, yeah, come to find out their O-line is hot garbage and Stafford can't get the ball out to anyone not named Cup or Higby. So I feel like getting another wide receiver is not the issue. (laughs) Plus, he used to play with them already. So you don't want to go back there where they kick you up. Yeah, honestly, the Chiefs probably would have been the best landing spot, but seeing that they just signed Kadarius Tony, I don't think it's likely. So hopefully the Packers, it is. They really need a, a receiving weapon on that team. I like it there. I like it. Yeah, I like it too, um, especially for fantasy. Um, AJ Green supposedly linked mm-hmm. to Packers trade deadline discussions. Uh, but ESPN's Dan Graziano said a league source told him not to be surprised if the Packers' solution at receiver ended up being a tight end. So what? I think he was alluding to uh, Mike Sicki as a trade target um, there. So oh. that's kind of interesting. I, I like that. I think I yeah. like that. Yeah. Pick up your Gazikis out there. <laughs> now the Patriots reportedly have gotten a lot of phone calls on their veteran wide receivers. So Jacoby Myers, Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, and Kendrick Bourne. I think Aguilar may be the most likely to go, but he's got a big contract, which could complicate things. Um, Apparently, teams have also called the Patriots about trading for Damian Harris and safety Jabril Peppers, according to PFF. And multiple teams are calling Denver for pro bowler Bradley Chubb. So Mike Florio reported that... Chubb will likely be traded by Tuesday if Denver loses this weekend. I feel like he seems like a bad thing to report on before the game, you know? Like, if I were yeah. Bradley Chubb, I'd probably pull Albert Hainsworth. And get out. Yeah. For people who don't know what the Albert Hainsworth thing, there was, um, it was a red zone play, and this guy literally just belly flopped. Um, didn't make tack he just belly flopped and he laid there he didn't even get up like he didn't even make a move to get up he's just like nah (laughs) do it do it bradley chubb do it (laughs) um it looks like kareem hunt so the browns are willing to give up kareem hunt Mm -hmm. for a fifth round pick um not sure 
if teams are wanting to pay that. Um, I think it will depend on how the games shape up this weekend because Hunt will be, you know, a free agent after the season. So they could maybe get him on the cheap if the teams don't want to give up a fifth rounder. Now, the Raiders did trade their uh, defensive tackle, Jonathan Hankins, to the Cowboys. So that should help the Cowboys run D. And the Bears traded their star pass rusher, Robert Quinn, to the Eagles for a fourth rounder. So this looks great for the Eagles defense for the rest of the season. They have a pretty easy schedule, I would say. They got Steelers, Texans. Then they got Commanders, Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, eh, Saints, and then Giants again. None of those teams look super scary, um, at least from like a fantasy perspective. I think they will get you solid points. So this is great news for anybody who owns the Eagles defense. Yes. That would be me in some leaps. Oh, that's pretty cool. So we only have two teams on a bye, right? Uh, it's the Chiefs, Chargers. Too much CH going on there. All right. So no behemoths like Kelsey, Austin Eckler, Mahomes. That leaves, let me see. Two, four, that's 14 games to look ahead into. Yep. Um, so obviously we have the Thursday night game tonight. It's Ravens at Bucks. The Ravens are the favorites here. It's a one and a half point spread over under 45. So for the Ravens, uh, Lamar Jackson obviously is a star. I think he's going to be a quarterback one on the week. Mm-hmm. The entire Bucks secondary is like gone. Wow. <laughs> so it should be a good day for Lamar. Um, Bateman, if he plays, I think he's a start, but he could still be worked back into this offense, um, which makes Duvernay, I think, a low-end flex. Mark Andrews, if he plays, is a start, but I'd temper your expectations since he has hardly, he really hasn't practiced at all this week. Um, If Mark Andrews is out, then we're looking at Isaiah Likely, who will likely generate tight end to production. You know, he's been targeted on 22% of his routes run this year, so that's pretty decent. Now, Tampa Bay run defense, historically very good, has been looking very suspect, as we talked about on Tuesday's episode. Um, They've been allowing more and more points on the ground week over week, and no hicks means it'll be good for the run game. Uh, Gus Edwards looks like he will probably get the start, so running back to production, while Kenyon Drake and Justice Hill, they will probably split the remainder of the carries. I'd consider them low-end flex if you need. Hmm. And then on the flip side, the Bucks they are down bad. I mean, if there's going to be a rebound week for Brady and this offense, this should be it. Um, I know we said that last week versus the Jags, but the Ravens secondary is actually worse than the Jags. They are allowing 260 plus air yards to opposing teams this year. So Tom Brady, I think, is a start, is a quarterback too with upside. Um, the Buccaneers are actually currently the worst rushing team in all of nfl history what yeah statistically um which is wild so thank god for the dump offs otherwise leonard Fournette would be a set every week but he will probably get running back to production since the ravens are the sixth most generous to opposing fantasy quarterbacks this year 
Um, Rashad White looks like he's going to continue to be worked in, but it's hard for a team to run when they're always playing from behind. So I think he's a flex play at best, but I would sit him unless you need him. The Ravens are 19th against wide receivers for fantasy points. So Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, both should be good on the week. I'm afraid no, for Tommy Boy here, Vivian. This is one of two prime game, primetime games that feature, you know, an old quarterback versus an upcoming, you know, new generation quarterback. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. Uh, some of his most embarrassing moments have come in late night games. Uh, you know, like the last time, remember he lost count of how many downs there were. Uh, he thought it was five downs. I don't even know what happened there. Uh, going to take the Ravens, you know, just to... Try a Hail Mary and reverse jinx this thing. Yeah, I don't have a good feeling for the Bucks either. Their only um, saving grace, I would say, is that the Ravens are a first-half team and the second half, the defense tends to fall apart, and that's going to be that's going to be the you know the prime time for Brady mm. and this offense to really step up their game if they can. So hopefully Brady gives them a good pep talk <laughs> at halftime. But yeah, I'm gonna take the Ravens on this one as well. Cool. All right. So then we got a London game. Oh boy. <laughs> Broncos Jaguars. Um, Jaguars are favored here. It's a three and a half point spread over on their 39 and a half. Um Broncos. Sutton and Judy, I think flex plays. Um, Greg Dulcich, tight end two, and that's pretty much it for the Broncos offense. Uh, for the Jaguars, I think Trevor Lawrence, you know, he faces a Broncos defense that's actually pretty good. I would sit him. Denver has given up the second fewest fantasy points to the wide receiver position this season, making Christian Kirk and Zay Jones both a flex play at best. And then Ingram, he has been getting targets the last few weeks, and that trend should continue, making him a tight end two on the week. But I don't know. You never know with these London games. I feel like there's always weird things happening. Mm -hmm. So I don't. I don't. I'm still going to take the Jaguars. I was going to say maybe the Broncos take it, but oh no, no, it's the Jaguars all the way. I'm really Look, excited. I'm gonna... I, um, to see if that Jaguar, do you remember last year, the London game, the lady with her Jaguar painted face? Oh, yeah. I'm, I want to know if she's going to the game. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes these things exciting and seeing Russell Wilson. Let's see how his teammates react to his antics. Yeah, let's see. Um, okay, so then getting into the morning slates, we have Dolphins playing the Lions. The Dolphins are the favorites here. It's a three-point spread over under 50 and a half. So mm -hmm. on the Dolphins' side, Tua is a start. Tyreek and Waddle make up two of the top five receiving yard leaders on the season. And against a weak Lions defense, they're both must-starts with wide receiver one potential for both. Um Raheem Mostert, he's taking the lead back responsibilities. He will be a start. Chase Edmonds currently leads the NFL in drop passes is a sit for me. Um, and then Mike Gesicki should be good to go as a start tight end two as well. Now for the Lions, I think Jared Goff is a sit. If you start him, he would be a low-end quarterback two at best. Amon Ross St. Brown if, is a start if he plays. Josh Reynolds mm -hmm. is a flex play with upside if St. Brown is out. 
Um, Swift, DeAndre Swift, is expected to be back and should resume running back one duties, I think, against a tough matchup um, in Miami and coming off injuries and the fact that he hasn't played since week three. I'd consider him a running back two on the week. And then Jamal Williams with Swift back in will be a low-end flex, while Hawkinson is a start. Um, I think the Dolphins should should be good to go on this one. Yeah, the Lions have fallen apart to turn back into cats. Yeah, I think the Dolphins' defense is too too uh, too strong <laughs> for the Lions to overcome for sure. In real life, a lion would eat a dolphin, but I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> not sure. Um, okay, then we have Panthers, Falcons. The Falcons are the favorites here. Six-point spread over under 42. Oh. Um, for the Panthers, this feels kind of crazy to say, but PJ Walker feels like a quarterback, too, on the way to me. Um, Atlanta is the worst passing defense in the league right now. They've... Oh giving up an average of 307 air yards to opposing teams, and they just gave up 459 air yards last week to the Bengals. Um, this also means it could potentially be another big week for DJ Moore, who will be key to this Panthers offense. Um, on the other hand, the Falcons' rushing defense is actually pretty good. I think uh, Dante Foreman will be more of a flex play, um, but he will have upside if Chuba is out because obviously the, the usage will be there. For the Falcons, Marcus Mariota is a sit. Um, it says, since week two, the Panthers have not allowed a running back more than 61 yards, except for Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, in those five games, uh, Algier Huntley will be flexes at best, but probably better just sit. Um, Drake London and Kyle Pitts, I've feel like I would bench them. I mean, Arthur Smith, for whatever reason, refuses to pivot from the run game, even when it's not working for this team. They don't really feel like safe plays to me no. in this game. Um, if the Panthers can hold off their, this run game, like I think the Panthers could take it from the Falcons. I mean, they did beat the Bucks, so I like your take. Let's take the Panthers here. Let's cheer for the <laughs> underdogs. All right, let's do it. Um, let's move into Cardinals Vikings. Vikings are the favorites here. It's a three and a half point spread over under 49. For the Cardinals, Kyler Murray is a start. DeAndre Hopkins is a start. Zach Ertz is a start. Now, with the rest of the receiver, Greg Dortch and Rondell Moore, they split the work behind Nuke, but only saw three targets combined in the last game. I think they're both sits until we see which one of them emerges in the coming mm -hmm. weeks in terms of usage now that D Hop is back. James Conner, if active, is a start running back too. You know, Benjamin, he has been kind of balling out in Conner's absence, but I do think his ceiling gets capped if Conner comes back because Connor, James Conner typically gets a lot of red zone usage by this team. Mm -hmm. For the Vikings, Kirk Cousins is a start. The Cardinals secondary loves giving up air yards. Um, Justin Jefferson then is a start, of course, and then Adam Thielen, wide receiver two. Dalvin Cook, a must-start. Madison, still handcuffed, so not a start. And then Irv Smith has a potential to be a tight end, two on the week, with the Cardinals giving up the second-most points, fantasy points, to the tight end position just behind mm -hmm. Seattle. So Interesting. I kind of like the Cardinals for this game. Wow, that's like a hero pick. All righty. 
Nah, I think the Vikings. I just think that like, I don't know the Vikings. Every single Vikings game I've watched, like they, even if they're up, every time they go up in the scoreboard, they tend to play more conservatively, and I think that's like the opportunity for the Cardinals to come in. So, I'm gonna. But it's the Cardinals, <laughs> uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you my hero pick up next. All right, we got Bears, Cowboys. Cowboys are the favorites here. It's a 10 point spread over under 42 and a half. So for the Bears, Justin Fields is coming off his best game of his professional career. Um, but he's a set against Dallas. The Dallas defense is elite and should be an easy start. They should be able to cause, you know, turnovers and take sacks. David Montgomery is a start. Um, the Bears said that they will continue to get Khalil Herbert more touches, so I would consider mm. him a flex play. Then Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet are flex plays at best. And then for the Cowboys side, Dak Prescott is a start quarterback too. I think Chicago is giving up a ton of yards to the run, so Dallas should be able to get on the board early, and Dak may not need to pass as much. Um, Zeke, if he starts, but it doesn't look like he will, but if he, if he does, I think he's a running back two, running back or sorry, running back one or running back two. It just really depends on the severity of his, this knee injury because he thinks he's okay, but um, everyone, else, all the reports are saying he's not. Um, Tony Pollard is a flex play with boom potential, especially if Zeke sits. I think CeeDee Lamb is a start, and then Dalton Schultz probably a start tight end too. He has great chemistry with Dak historically. So... Yep, my hero pick here, Vivian, is taking the Bears. I feel somehow they will win this one. I don't know why I feel it. I feel the Bears are coming back to life. <laughs> Maybe it's the momentum. Who knows? I'm going to still take the Cowboys on this one. I really hate that I have to root for the Cowboys. Um, We're going to have Ian Rosenblum. He's a Cowboys fan, right? Uh, uh, not sure. I haven't. I think he's a Cowboys fan, but he is going to come on the podcast here pretty soon, so we can talk to him about some Cowboys football. <laughs> All right. Hopefully after they lose to the Bears and get embarrassed. All right. So then we have Raiders Saints. Uh, Raiders are the favorites here. It's a two-point spread over under 48. Um, Raiders, Derek Carr gets a start. Josh Jacobs gets a start. Devontae Adams gets a start. Hunter Runfro, touchdown dependent flex play, I would say. And then Darren Waller, I'd be skeptical about playing um, mm. if only because he still missed last week with a hamstring in injury despite them having the bye week. Um, for the Saints, I think Andy Dalton has made the case to be a potential streamer for you, probably quarterback two production. Alvin Kamara is a star. Chris Olave is a star. Taysom Hill continues to be very boomer bust. And then Juwan Johnson coming off his best game. He had five out of five uh, for 32 and two touchdowns. He feels like a tight end two with touchdown upside. Yeah. Very so, tempted to use him. Juwan, uh, Juwan Johnson. Uh, Saints? No, yeah. Raiders, right? No, I'm going to take the Saints. Okay. <laughs> Um, next up, we have Steelers Eagles. Uh, the Eagles are the favorites here. It's 11 point spread over under 43 and a half. Yeah, so, this is a so famous Pennsylvania classic. It's on, yeah. it's on. So, Steelers, Najee Harris, 
you know, he's seen his snap share increase in the past few weeks just by low production. I think he's a running back too, just based on his usage. Deontay Johnson is a start. Now, George Pickens' numbers continue to improve week over week, but he should draw coverage in this game from Darius Slay, which makes him kind of a tougher start for me. Um, I would say a flex play. Now, Pickett has completed 87% of his passes for Pat Fryermuth, and Fryermuth is targeted on 25% of his routes. That's the third highest amongst all tight ends that have run at least 100 routes. So I think he's an auto start. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts obviously must start. Uh, on the receiving core, I think you can start A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Miles Sanders should put up running back two numbers with an upside if he doesn't get his touchdowns vultured by Jalen Hurts. So I will take the Eagles on this one. Yeah, Eagles all the way. <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly. Um, we got Patriots, Jets. Patriots are the favorites here to two and a half point spread over under 41. So for the Patriots, we saw Monday, Ramondre Stevenson's usage doesn't seem to be hampered by Damian Harris's return. I think he's a start. Meanwhile, Damian Harris is more of a flex play with the Pats still kind of easing him back into the game after missing weeks five and six. Jacoby Myers is a flex start along with Devonta Parker and Hunter Henry. I think, you know, we saw the team, the receiving core performed better with Zappy back in and with Mac getting the start. Um, doesn't mm. look great. <laughs> um, against, especially against the Jets defense. Um but for the Jets, it's a Michael Carter starter week. The team mm-hmm. said that they will take it slow with easing in James, James Robinson. Ultimately, they're going to ride the hot hand. Um, but right now, Michael Carter is getting the start for the team. So Corey Davis for this game, most likely. But Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson feel like flex plays at best with the team adverse to the pass game. So I'm going to ride with the... We'll ride with the Jets. Let's keep this New York groove going. So, yeah, Jets against my ex-favorite team, the Patriots. (laughs) Um, Okay, the least fantasy realm game of the week, Titans-Texans. Titans are the favorites here. It's a two-point spread over under 41. So I think for the Titans, you got Derrick Henry. I don't think you can trust the receiving core of Malik Willis as the quarterback. And then for the Texans, Damian Pierce is a start, and then Brandon Cooks is a flex with upside. That's pretty much it. I don't really know who would win this game. I guess I guess the Titans. Because of Derrick Henry. Uh, yeah, all. because of Derrick Henry. Period. All right. All right. Oh. Giants, Seahawks. Seahawks are the favorites here. It's a three-point spread over under 45 and a half. So for the Giants, Danny Dimes is a good streaming option, as we talked about on Tuesday. And then Wandale Robinson saw his roots run um, jump up to second best on the team last week. And he's also been operating as their primary slot guy. So he gets a good matchup against Seattle. I think he's a start and Saquon is a start. Um, For the Seahawks, Geno Smith is another streaming option here for you. Um, Giants are the middle of the pack against opposing quarterbacks. So you're looking at probably around 15 points if you start Geno Smith, at least. Um, Kenneth Walker is a start. Lock it without Metcalf is for sure start as well. Shoot, um, I'm I'm divided in this game. I my I like these two teams, so I'm gonna go agnostic. I'm not even gonna say nothing. 
I will roll with the Giants. I don't want to root for the Sea. I can't root for the the Cowboys and the Seahawks. That's not good. <laughs> not even Geno Smith. Oh man, that no. makes such a feel good story. All right. All right, Commanders, Colts. Colts are the favorites. Four point spread over under 41 and a half for the Commanders. Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson. I think both consider running back twos with touchdown upside. Uh, Terry McLaurin is a start wide receiver two with Heineke and then Curtis Samuel of Flex. Now, on the flip side of the ball for the Colts, so Oof. Sam Ellinger is the starter. Uh, Frank Rice said that the plan with Stack. Ellinger is. Not to just have a run-first offense. They want to get Jonathan Taylor going, but they need more explosive passing plays than they've had. Um, Ellinger has only played in three preseason games. He did pretty well in those, 24 out of 29 for 290 and four. And he rushed uh, six carries, 71 yards, and a touchdown. So who knows? It could be could be an upgrade. Um, I would say Michael Pittman is a start fringe wide receiver too, depending on whether or not Ellinger can withstand the pressure of an actual NFL start since he's never started in an NFL game before. And then piercing um, Campbell, I would sit until we see these guys in action. Jonathan Taylor, of course, is a start. Um, Well, it's tough. It's tough. I tell you, yeah. I don't care about these two teams. So I don't know. A tie. I'll go yeah. with a tie. Let's <laughs> call it a tie. All right. Then we got the Niners Ooh. playing in LA. So the Niners are the favorites here. It's a two point spread over under 42. Now, mm. CMC had pretty much no practice reps with the team and still had an okay floor. Um, Last week, he's certainly about to ramp up this week, so it'll be really fun to see what they scheme out for him. Unfortunately, that means Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to take a backseat and be a flex play at best. Debo is a start if he plays, but I temper your expectations. We don't know what's going on with the, the hamstring injury. Kittle is a start, and then Ayuk is a flex play with upside if Debo does not start. Good point. For the Rams, um, Daryl Henderson running back two. Otherwise, Cup and Higby are the starts, and that's pretty much it for this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's keep this agnostic, too, since no, we don't want to jinx nothing. So let's keep going. All right. Sunday night football. We got Packers, Bills. Bills Ooh. are the favorites here. It's a 10.5-point spread over under 47.5. Yeah, big. Disrespect. Packers, Aaron Rodgers is a tough start. You know, I'd expect his numbers to be pretty similar to last week, um, especially now that he's facing a Bills defense that's better than last week's <laughs> matchup. And they're coming off a of bye week. So, you know, they got fresh legs. I don't know. But Aaron Jones is a start. Al Lazard, if he plays, could be a flex play at best. It's just a tough matchup all around for the Packers receivers, and I would all consider them in the flex range. Mm. Now for the Bills, a fresh Josh Allen coming off a bye. You are definitely starting him. Um, Stephon Diggs is a start. Gabriel Davis, a start wide receiver two. Isaiah McKenzie, a potential flex. Dawson Knox, a tight end two. Devin Singletary, a running back, too. I think the Bills run away with this one. Oh, yeah. Another aging quarterback match versus a new wave quarterback, you know, prime time as well. So very interesting, no? How Brady and Rodgers come out of this week. I'm not feeling good about it. 
yeah, <laughs> the Bills are going to shred the Packers, send them back packed up nice and tight. Yeah. Um, then we have Monday Night Football, Bengals, Browns. Uh, Classic oh, of Ohio. Yeah, Ohio battle. Um, Bengals are the favorites here. It's a three-point spread over under 47 and a half. So the Bengals, really, you can start the entire Bengals offense. Joe Burrow coming off one of the biggest games of his career. Obviously a big blow for the team to lose Jamar Chase in this matchup, but I think he can still get it done. Um, Joe Mixon, he's got a great matchup versus the Browns defense. Uh, their run defense has been pretty much absent. And then Higgins and Boyd obviously are starts with more upside, I think, without Jamar Chase, just because they'll get more usage. And then Hayden Hurst is a tight end one on the week. Mm. For the Browns, Chubb is a start. Uh, Kareem Hunt, start running back to flex play. Amari Cooper at home is set up to be a start wide receiver two with <laughs> upside. And I think that's pretty much it for the Browns side of the ball. I think the Bengals can still win this one. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just a, just a quick call out. These games in Cleveland, you know, they usually turn very hideous for some reason. The weather, the field, that old stadium. You know, they take us back to 1950s football. So I'm going to temper my expectations and take the Browns for my classic reverse jinx. So let's wrap this up because, you know, just like the aforementioned football game in Cleveland, the traffic in LA is about to get hideous, right? Vivian? So, yeah, so go, trying to run out of here. So go New York. I want to keep playing this Ace Freely tune that you hear in the background. So don't fail me. Jets and Giants, and speaking of the Giants, just like their fictional wide receiver, Kadarius Tooney, we are out of here. I'm back, back in New York. <laughs> Not bad. That's pretty good. Back in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Not recording.